This is the Better Reading Podcast platform with stories behind the story, Jane's Be Better Podcast, my book chat with Caroline Overington and more. Looking for a particular podcast? Remember, you can always skip to it. Welcome to the Better Reading Podcast, stories behind the story, brought to you by Belinda Audio. Listen to Belinda Audiobooks, anywhere, everywhere. Hi, this is Cheryl Arkell from the Better Reading Podcast, stories behind the story. We talk to authors about how they came to tell us their story. Caroline Overington, welcome to Better Reading. Hello, we've been giggling together for so long. It's so nice to join you for a giggle on the podcast. <laughs> it is really fantastic. So, you know, I'm going to declare it. I'm, I think we declare it every time. We're friends. Of course we are. Yeah, like, do you what... remember when we met at a dinner party? It was for yeah. the Australian Book Industry Awards, I reckon 10 or 15 years ago now. And we ended up sitting at the same table. I can't remember how, some alchemy, some magic in the world. <laughs> and we both looked at each other and we just knew, like we, we found a kindred yes. spirit straight yeah. away. I just thought, I love this woman. And you looked gorgeous. Do you remember the dress you had on? <laughs> yes, I do. You looked beautiful. Do you know, I still have that dress. I still wear do it you? and it still reminds me of you. See, there you go. But there isn't go. it funny how when you make a new friend, because it's hard to make friends as an adult, isn't it? I mean, it it's is. easier when you're in the kids and you're, or a university student or you're going to bars or whatever. But as an adult, I mean, I made a bunch of friends when my kids were at school, you know, mm-hmm. the other parents that you'd yeah. meet up with at the gate and have kind of chats. And I, I love my neighbours, you know, but it's hard to make a real solid friend as a grown-up. Yeah, it so is. I, and when it happens, I think we should celebrate it. I yeah. think we should because Do it's you know, rare. I, it is. I spoke to an author last night from Dublin, Cecilia O'Hearn, and her new book is about it's a younger person, so it's called Freckles and it's a younger person. And she hears that you are, you're made up. You're a reflection. Your personality oh, okay. is defined by five people that you know. Oh, can, I have, can I have your baking skills? <laughs> That's right. You're the, you're the best cook I know. I don't know if listeners know this, but I'm always telling Cheryl that she has to go on MasterChef for one of those programs. She would wipe the floor. Like you turn up for Cheryl, so I don't know, a roast chook, right? And it'll be the best roast chicken you've eaten all year. It'll become your comfort. You'll think about it. Three years later, you'll be thinking about the way that chicken tasted. You're the best cook I know, and I don't have that. Like I try and I will try to to cook for friends because I know how important it is, but I'm not unnatural. Well, I tell you what, it's kept me sane in lockdown. But speaking of friendship and getting back to that, it you know, I got off that podcast last night and I thought about it too. And I thought, and I did, I think I did say this to Cecilia, as you get older, that becomes even more important because friendships yeah. are harder, aren't they? Because I guess we're looking for more they're, of a they're harder and they're, Yeah, they're harder, but they're also easier when they're long-term. Like yes. I know, for example, I could come to you with anything. Yes. I could come to you with anything, yeah. whether it's a decision I have to make about my career or a decision I have to make about anything at all, I can come to you. And you're not going to be trying to give me the right answer. You're not going to try and give me something I need to hear. You are going to tell me what you think. And that to me is invaluable because that's the basis of trust really, isn't it? Like, I trust your opinion. doesn't mean that we always um, follow each other's advice. It doesn't mean that we think, oh, okay, well, Cheryl says so that I must, but I value it. And Mm. that's one of the essences of friendship. And, you know, sometimes it is like people will tell you something and you're thinking, no, that's probably not the right approach for me, but it sits there and it Mm -hmm. helps 
kind of mould your approach. It's not exactly that, but it's part of that. Right. And the other thing too is your sense of humour. Like the one thing I've always loved about you is you tell (laughs) astonishingly funny stories. And I don't know, I don't mean to say this the wrong way, but about about nothing. Like like once you told me a story about a man who came to deliver you a couch and it was the funniest story I heard that for a year. Yeah. And, and I tell people that story and it just doesn't kind of work because I don't have your your sense of the ridiculous. You know, it was such a ridiculous story and it was so funny. I was crying with laughter. And then I That is really the about, funniest oh. story. That is really And then the I tell people, story. oh my, this happened to my friend Cheryl. They look at me like, oh, she's a bit odd. <laughs> That is really the fun. One day I would tell our podcast listeners that story because it is truly hilarious. And I don't know whatever happened to that man. It's only hilarious when you tell it. It's not (laughs) hilarious when anyone else tells it. Because he was a good man. People often say to me, you know, I mean, was he stalking you? No, no, no. I was stalking him. (laughs) That guy was perfectly normal. Anyway, I'm going to... Shall I introduce you? Shall we get started? Yes, please. Yeah, we are started, um, but we're going to get started formally. We're going to get started properly, yes. Okay. Yes, <clears throat> Caroline Overington. She's a best-selling Australian author. We know that. Award-winning journalist. She has twice won the Walkley Award for investigative journalism and is currently the literary editor of The Australian. She has written a number of top best-selling books. Am I sounding professional? You do. You sound very yeah. professional. Good. You make Thank me you. sound good, which I like. <laughs> She has written a number of top best-selling books, including The One Who Got Away and Last Woman Hanged. Her latest book, The Cuckoo's Cry, is a gripping thriller set when the pandemic began. I don't, I don't think I have interviewed a writer who has written about the pandemic yet. So did you just call it The Cuckoo's Cry? Because I thought it was The Cuckoo's Cry. I don't oh. actually know. So I'll tell you something about the title. So sometimes yeah. I think listeners wonder about titles like how do you find a title for a book because occasionally you see a title and it's just absolutely perfect isn't it like the da vinci code i always thought was the perfect title for a book that was going to go nuts and 50 shades of gray such a brilliant title like really fantastic so with titles very often the author doesn't choose them isn't that interesting the author doesn't choose the title sometimes they have a title in mind but sometimes it's the publisher now this book started life as an audiobook so I wrote it as an audiobook to be read aloud by the most talented voice actors in Australia. Just they played the characters so brilliantly. But because it was an audible book, it was an American publisher. And they came up with this title, The, Cuck- the Cuckoo or The Cuckoo's Cry. And I said, what's a cuckoo? <laughs> It's a bird. It's a bird. And I it's a bird. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're they're like, oh, so it's a bird that takes another bird's nest. So I didn't know that. Uh, because do we have cuckoos in this country? No, I don't think in Australia? Yeah. I don't think we do. I don't and so I was trying, I mean, maybe we do, and I just don't know. But I said to them, I don't think that's a thing in Australia. And they said, No, no, it's a thing. Like a bird will come along and instead of making its own nest, it will settle in someone else's nest. And they really like that idea because what happens in this book, of course is a girl turns up at somebody's house and doesn't leave. And And part of the reason she can't leave, yeah, she settles in. And so they thought that that title was perfect. But I really had to practice saying cuckoo. But you've just said cuckoo. 
So yeah, maybe we don't a, know what it's called. What, maybe we don't. <laughs> Can I just tell you a bird story? I think this can happen throughout the podcast. <laughs> you, know, yes, I live, yes. you know I live in a treehouse. You live and, with kookaburras. And I live yes. with kookaburras. And I'm so obsessed with them that if they come in the morning because they hang out on my balcony, I can't work. I'm completely distracted. I just look at them all day. Anyway, I got online the other day and decided. Are they, are they loud or just interesting? Just interesting. I love them so much. I love them. They are mesmerising to look at. I just adore them. Anyway, so then I was looking into buying a telescope and then I was looking into buying a camera to photograph the birds. And my sister said to me, because you know how blunt my sisters are, you know that. She said, Carol, it's locked down. Maybe I wouldn't make those purchases yet (laughs) to take photos. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, what's interesting is we have... It might, one of my nearest parks is Centennial Park in Sydney, you know, the big one in, in the sort of yes. cl- yes. just off the edge of centre of Sydney, and they have a baby owl and it's in mm-hmm. one of the trees quite near the entrance, but it's Instagram famous. So when you get to the park, whether you're there with your picnic or you're riding your bicycle around, you're having your daily exercise during the lockdown, and there'll be 300 people under this one tree and they are all got their long lenses and they're all this thing, which is the size of a matchbox. But I see it on, I don't have to look at it in the park because I see it on Twitter. <laughs> well, she said to me, let's just hold off. We're all, we're all photographing birds. <laughs> let's hold off because it's only two mm. birds and how how many photographs can you take? Okay, all right, that's that's a good tip. Being in lockdown for 12 weeks makes you see you think that that's interesting, but maybe it's not. <laughs> anyway, okay. Right. So, yeah, so that's what happened. So I was talking to the people at Audible and they said to me, um, would you be interested in, in writing a book for an audio audience, which to me was really interesting because I really like, you know, putting the words down on paper. I like the way that looks. I like the process of doing it. I like using my fingers across the keyboard. I like reading it back. I like the way a book looks and feels and smells. You know, I have books in my house. So this was interesting. It was going to exist kind of in the ether. But I was fascinated by the idea of working with voice actors. So having, so what you do is you write the book, but it's very different from writing a book that, you know, is going to be where you have to sort of describe all the outside world and everything because the the characters bring so much to it with their voice. And I thought, okay, I'll give that a go. So we wrote it and it was downloaded, Cheryl. I know it was knocked out, locked down. I know. I know. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But it was downloaded 250,000 times. Wow. thousand times. Now, I can't promise that everyone finished it. But But that's extraordinary, isn't it? That is astonishing. Astonishing. Yeah. And so then, of course, I have a publisher here in Australia who I've been publishing novels and works of nonfiction and, um, you know, the disappearance of William Tyrrell, the little boy, and investigation and then historical crime like The Hanging of Louisa Collins. And they said, we've never done this before. We've never turned an audio book into a printed book, but do you want to give it a try? And you couldn't do it automatically. Like you couldn't just take the audio book and print it out and publish it. You had to make changes because the two experiences are very different when you mm-hmm. listen to something and when you read something very different. So we had to do some work to it for sure. We had to add to it. We had to make it different. But what they did was they thought people love this story so much, but not everybody wants to have an audio book. So why don't we have a printed copy of it? And that's what mm-hmm. we've now got. The premise is fantastic. I mean, really, as as I alluded to earlier before we started talking about birds, how many stories are going to come out of COVID? Is this going to be, you know, the beginning of um, pandemic stories? But yours is not, it is about the pandemic, but it isn't about the pandemic. 
It's about lockdown. No, that's exactly right. Because yes. that's right. It's not about some. It's not about somebody sitting at home wondering how to fill the day and no. worrying about COVID and all that. But I thought to myself, what an interesting situation. Because I remember listening to, to Jacinda Ardern. I know is one of your heroes from New Zealand, the New Zealand Lovely. Prime Minister, saying, "Do you remember when she announced lockdown? She said, wherever you are tonight, you stay.'" Yeah. That's where you stay. And I thought well, that didn't quite happen here in Australia, but I thought, wouldn't that be interesting? So what happens is you have an old guy, he's a crusty old thing, he's one of the guys who walks down to the ocean pool in the morning and has a swim, you know, he kind of knows his neighbours, he picks up the paper, but his family have grown up and his wife has died and his children have grown up and have lives of their own. And I wondered what would happen is if on the night of the lockdown somebody knocks on his door and says, you don't know me, but I need your help. I, I need to come in. And she does have a story that she's telling. She says, I am related to you in a distant kind of way. I don't have anywhere to go. And so he invites her in. Of course, now he can't ask her to leave. And I thought to myself, that's really a fascinating idea to kind of play with because what would his family think? Who is this yeah. person? What is she after? Is she well, telling you the get truth? goosebumps and a little bit creepy in the first instance. Because you kind of think, did oh. you did you find her creepy? Because well, oh, I was worried. I was like worried. I guess because anybody that comes to say is always a problem. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? Oh, I like, live my life. Like, <laughs> like like fish after three days, it starts to smell. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like I, yeah, and also my rule about people coming to stay is I need an end date. I always need a beginning and an end date. So I'm happy if it's three months, but I've got to know when that three months is. Okay, interesting. So, well, I felt with her, she's young. Yes. So I didn't think she was that threatening. But on the other hand, she's a bit kind of punk looking, isn't she? Yes. She's got pink hair. She's got some piercings. She's obviously having a bit of a rough time because she's got nowhere to go. So mm. that sort of suggests that there's something going on in her life. He's a bit naive, isn't he? Yeah. Like he's, he's yeah. a kind man. He's a gentleman. But, but also he wasn't a woman either. That kind of to me like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that kind yeah. of tension exists. Yeah. But I was really interested in the idea too is I know, for example, when men become widows, sometimes women enter their lives and it might be a housekeeper that they become very close to or they might find a third, a second or a third wife or it might it's a million different scenarios and the family gets upset. Have you ever heard of that? Like oh, a situation many, where, the, many where the family gets upset. So I thought to myself I want to explore that too, the idea that his family can't, they're not at home looking after him. They're not making sure he's okay in COVID. And it's not their fault. They can't because they live a long way away. Mm. But they're also a bit judgmental too, aren't they? And they're a bit suspicious. And do they have a reason to be suspicious? So I wanted to keep all of those ideas open. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. She doesn't know whether the story she's telling is true either. Like, sometimes we're told things about our past that we believe, but how do we really know? Like, I remember once, maybe you even told me this, a fantastic statistic about something like one in a hundred people don't know who their father is. Like they're told. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's, I, actually someone, it's actually someone else. <laughs> I don't, I know, I didn't tell you that. I didn't know it's that. Because that you true? know that DNA testing that they do now? Yeah. So the, the people have done DNA testing and they've found that the stories that they've been told about their family's past are completely untrue. Are completely untrue. There's all wow. kinds of secrets in everybody's closet. And of course, times change. The things we lie about or the things we hide are now different. So in the past, so when I wrote that book about Louisa Collins, nobody wanted a convict. Nobody wanted a convict in their family. Now everybody wants a convict. Yeah, <laughs> Right. And also hear. in the past, they used to, yeah, and they used to hide Indigenous heritage too. Do you remember that? Yes, People used to I hide do. that, cover it yeah. up. Because of discrimination. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And yeah. now, of course, people find it and they're profoundly moved and they mm. often, you know, they, they want to know more about their history and how and that it gives happened. them meaning. Sometimes, but sometimes too, it more understanding about their, their own family's life yeah. and their own role in the frontier wars and their own role in the dis- dislocation of people. And it, it can be profoundly upsetting and profoundly moving at the same time. So I think that it's true that we don't always know. There will be secrets in your family for sure. There'll be secrets oh, for in sure. mine. For sure. In, for in sure. everybody's. Yeah, in everybody's. yeah. Um, listen, I want to talk a, a little bit about your new job. Yeah, please, let's do it. So literary editor, the Australian. Because you wow. you know yourself, because we have been friends for such a long time, you are one of the people that I asked about whether or not I should take the job because the literary editor at the Australian, is it's an important role and I wasn't 100% convinced that I had the gravitas to do it because it's always kind of been held by men of letters who, you know, have a different kind of background to me. I went to a state school in Melton, which is a country town in Victoria, and I haven't I haven't read Proust. You know, I probably should have read Proust and I haven't read Proust. And I wondered, I thought to myself, can I step into that role or am I basically, am I not smart enough? Like a lot of women I thought, I'm not, maybe I'm just not smart enough for this job. Mm-hmm. And and so I asked around and I, I thought, well, you know, should, should I do this? I don't want to make a fool of myself. And I also want the pages to be good. I want people to read them and, and, and enjoy them and I want people to to be fascinated by the books I found and 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 rush out and buy them and talk to them their friends about them. But I was anxious, the way I think a lot of women are anxious about whether or not they can take on a role. But I, I was encouraged to do it and, and I and I and I put on my big girl pants and, mm. and off we went. And I've loved it, Cheryl. I've loved it. I can't tell you, it's such a, a moment. You go into the office at the moment once a week only because of the, the lockdown. And there's all those books and they just brim with possibility and promise I just sometimes I I open up a book and I'm still standing there half an hour later I'm just reading it I'm just thinking wow this is great this is fantastic I'm reading a book at the moment I mean everybody has a great list 
for September, October, but I'm reading a book at the moment that's out with Bloomsbury. Um, it's called The Woman from Uruguay. And I just, I've been in agonies about it. I've just loved it. I haven't, you know, that feeling oh, when you okay. don't. Yeah, want yeah. To I haven't picked it up yet. It, it landed in, at our office last week. I'll have to pick it up. Well, it, and, it's not, and it's not new. It was published first in 2016 in, in South America, wow. but it's, it's, just, it's an English okay. translation. So we get a chance to read it. But, you know, in my previous life as a, as a journalist, um, I had my head was filled a lot of the time with uh, crime and investigations and missing children and dead children and and the trauma associated with being in the in the coroner's court and I, I didn't know this but my children said to me the other day mum it's really good you don't come home stressed anymore because my life now is full of books and ideas and authors and, and themes and yeah. yeah and stories and life and and everybody's so passionate about the industry I, I made a couple of rules for myself I wanted to do as many Australian writers as I could and mm. I wanted most of my reviewers to also be Australian because I feel like you know the, the big guys are pretty muscly you know the international yeah. guys are pretty muscly but we have amazing talent here oh, I mean, don't you know we? that yourself oh, yeah, amazing yeah. talent well I want and to I tell really you- want to support them. Mm. Well, we've got a column in there, as you know. I've got a column. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, I don't know if I told you this, but when I walk around park, people often stop me and say, oh, you know, um, I see your column in the paper. I love Caroline Arrington. And then do you say, do you say, have you met her? No. And so every time I get a compliment, it's really not about us. It's about you. I love Uh, that. Somebody will say to me, do you know Caroline Overington? Yeah, yeah, I do. And it's always the conversation comes back to you. So I feel as though I'm blessed through you with walking. That's how people connect me. Around your kookaburra park. Well, it's been, I feel very, you know, I feel quite chuffed with myself. And women are not good at saying this, but I feel quite quite chuffed with myself that I took it on because it would have been very easy to say, oh, look, no, I'm probably not going to do that because I don't, I don't want to sit around stroking my chin and saying, well, when I was rereading Proust the other night, <laughs> I wanted it to be accessible and lively and fun, but also intelligent and, and equimenical and particular. And, and you know what is amazing? People will come to me with such a spirit of generosity. So someone, for example, will will get in contact and they will be an expert in, let's say, classical music. And I'm not an expert in classical music. And the important thing is to remember that they are being so generous. They are coming to you and they're saying, well, I get that you probably don't know a lot about this, but this is a really important book. It's been published by Princeton. It'll be read by, you know, certain people but not not everyone but by a certain audience but it's really important for these reasons and they're so generous they like they really want to help so nobody can know everything right so those areas where my my knowledge is weak I have found that people have rushed into that space to say hey don't worry I can help you with that I know about that I like and and uh, there are there are some people who will be a bit sniffy and who will sort of say oh well don't you know who this is or don't you know who I am and and and, and I just say no no I don't I don't but tell me because I'm open to hearing and and if I'm if I if you can get me excited about it then I can probably get my readers excited about it in which case everybody's going to be happy and I have found I'm so grateful for how generous everyone has been about assisting me in those areas where I'm not strong because everybody has got weakness yeah, people want you to succeed. I think they do. And isn't that amazing? Isn't that one of the best things about humankind, about the humanity in which we live and the industry in which we work? 
people actually want you to do well and they want you to celebrate books. They want people to read books. They want them to enjoy books. They want you to, they, there's nothing more. I, when I've finished a book that I've loved, I have to run around and tell everyone. Mm. So in some ways the job's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> and it's infectious no. and it, it comes out in the pages. You feel it. But you feel it with the book too, don't you, suddenly yeah. when everybody's reading it. And also, you know, when a book comes out and it just flops a little bit and it's a bit disappointing and everybody feels the same mm. sense of disappointment and because mm. we're so excited when it works, that magic, that alchemy, mm. when when the words turn to gold and the mm. message just works. I don't know if you've had a chance to read those short stories by Wilma. I'm just going to remember her last name in a minute. Um who is 93 and she's and her daughter has put together a collection of her short stories from the 1960s and 70s. There's one story, it just blew my mind. So it starts with a woman whose husband's gone off to bury his mum because his mum's died in another state. So he's gone off to bury his mum and while he's away, he gets arrested for indecent exposure in the car park. Oops. So it's trauma, it's trauma, yeah. it's grief, it's trauma. And, she, and it's told from the point of view of her. She gets this call and she's like, what? He's gone to bury his mother. What? And he's in prison. He's in like he's, he's in prison. So she's got to fly across. It's so astoundingly compassionate and beautiful, and it's the nature of love and the nature of their commitment to together and her willingness to try to understand. And I would never have come across that book without this job. Never, mm. never, mm. never. But now you wrote about that in your column, didn't you? I did, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's where I remembered. I haven't read it yet, but we'll have to. We'll have to tell the listeners. You'll have to look it up before we finish up. She's ninety three, and I reckon by the time you get to ninety three, you know a couple of things. Yeah, you do know a couple of things. That's right. <laughs> well, I'm you know glad. a couple of things about human beings and the really weird stuff they can yeah, do. Absolutely. Well, um, our time is up, Caroline. But always love chatting with you. Congratulations. Oh, perfect. It's so so lovely to to speak to you, and thank you because I mean I think to myself how this book and it started off in the oral ether and has now ended up on the printed page and on the shelves it's just beautiful you deserve it oh you're kind (laughs) thank you see you all everybody if you'd like more information about better reading follow us on facebook or visit betterreading.com.au this podcast is proudly sponsored by belinda audio Belinda audiobooks are available on CD and MP3 from online booksellers and bookshops everywhere, or you can download from Audible, Google Play or the iBook Store. We've also created our own app called BorrowBox that's available from both the App Store and Google Play. All you need to do to get it working is to download the app, join your local public library, and you'll gain access to the world's best collection of e-books and e-audiobooks available for you to loan on your phone or your personal device. Belinda, we're here to enable you to escape, imagine, grow, and be inspired through the power of storytelling. Belinda Audiobooks. Anywhere. Everywhere. being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and check out the other podcasts on the Better Reading Network.